You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show. I think this is more Lord of the Rings, which is very fitting because Get Out Alive takes place in New Zealand. Hey, yo. <laughs> well, good night, everyone. Oh, good night. Good evening, everyone. <laughs> I'm James Wallington. Bing is for doing it. We are doing the Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls After Show for episode two of season one. Living on the Edge. I'm your host, James Wallington, and with me tonight are three wonderful individuals. I'm Ashley Michelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the AM Broadcast and on Instagram at the AM Broadcast. And across from us is. Oh, okay. I'll, I guess I I'll mean, go. ladies first. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to be a little slow. I'm not on Team Lavender. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, you can find, well, no, my name is Stephen Lemieux, and uh, yeah, ready to get this show on the road. Who are you, though? I don't remember. <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Candon Bliss. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Candon Bliss. And if you didn't already catch on, Candon is on the show with her mom, Mama Donna. Hashtag Team Lavender. Team Lavender. In your shirt. We, actually, <laughs> we actually saw you this episode. A lot, yeah. Right? Yeah, this was time. like Candon and Mama Donna's episode. For, for better episode. or for worse. <laughs> I liked it though. This was a very good episode. You know, last week started off, it was a new show, new concepts. I think a lot of people were like, I don't know what to feel, but it was also very exciting. But this is definitely keeping the momentum strong, and I think people are going to really enjoy tonight because I know I did. I don't know about you guys. I was already, like, way more emotionally involved. Like, tonight was mm-hmm. so emotional. Like, it had its highs. It had it, it had its lows. With multiple people. It wasn't just you guys. I mean, everybody was kind of yeah. dealing with a lot of this episode, but I loved it. But it was emotional because now we know a little bit what to expect, so you're more, like, real. You're not as... You're not trying so hard to be somebody you're not because... You're not used to that situation like we were in episode one. We're all like just kind of scatterbrained, but now you like know what you're in for. And so really personalities are starting to come out. Emotions are starting to come out. You really are in this. Yeah. And so everything's really raw. It feels so stressful. Like, (laughs) not, not like. Tell me about it. (laughs) I just. I can imagine. I feel so bad for you having to watch that. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, the people, the people in the show, like, it's, it's a mixture of that they know what they're in for now and the fact that, like, it's now six days, they said, six days in and six days without sufficient food. They're so not used to it. I mean, they're probably tempers are running thin. They're Mm -hmm. probably kind of at their limit in a way. And you're going to see people get a lot more batty. Yeah, you're not sleeping, you're not eating properly, at least the way you're used to, and right. you're exhausted. You're doing physical activities that you don't do on a normal day. Well, and I think, too, even you guys had just met on the first episode. You didn't really know each other or your personalities or what no. people were capable of. And now you're starting to get familiar with that and who's holding you back and who's helping. So it's easier for you to like express how you feel. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is true. And I also think, too, you guys are getting very acclimated to a completely new environment and, like, the elevations and the altitude. Like, I know a lot of people said that tonight, that this was very challenging because you guys were going up a mountain. And to adjust to that and, like, it's just, I don't, I feel like that would be a lot to take on physically. For Journey 2, now we're on, I mean, when you, number one, the helicopters are amazing. Like, (laughs) so much fun. But, you know, a little scary, something you're not used to, but um, the best way to travel. Like, highly recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh, and actually a funny story, the, the company of the helicopters was aspiring helicopters and we were like, um, I'd rather you already be like a a good helicopter. I don't need you to aspire to be a good helicopter. Then we, then we, then we learned we were on Mount Aspiring or Aspiring or whatever. So it, it settled our nerves a little bit, but that was definitely a conversation. It was like, um, this name is really freaking out. I don't want an amateur. Right. That's what it looked like. We're like, should we do this? But it was amazing. The, The best views. And there was definitely, um, one point where we came up over the ridge of one of the mountains and they kind of like nosedived down into the Oof. to the valley and it was just like you're on a roller coaster but like the most amazing view from a roller coaster you've ever seen did anyone get motion sickness from the helicopter I, ride? I think one person did I don't remember who but one of the teams I think had to actually stop the helicopter and like somebody wow. had got a little bit sick but uh but really scary to land on the edge of that mountain I mean mm-hmm. they set that helicopter on like a rock that could have very easily just not wanted to stay there. <laughs> and then you have to get out and you're like on this cliff. I mean, it's it's unbelievable and just breathtaking, but you know, a little terrifying. And you're right. up at this high, they said 5,000 feet. By the way, we don't know at this point what we're doing or where, how high we are, where yeah. we are, nothing. So this is the first time for me being like, wow, we were up 5,000 feet. That's cool. Like we didn't know. So our lungs are not you know, adjusting properly. And I know for my mom and I, we both had bronchitis the week before. So mm. this was not the the best uh, situation for us. But it's almost like you were living on the edge, living on the edge. <laughs> the name of episode two. Oh, that's number <laughs> two for you. Whenever I see whenever I see Bear like above you guys, like looking down, like they're climbing a 5000 foot mountain with lots, not too much air. And then they're going to eat worms at the top. Is what I, I, I imagine he's like thinking that. I was like, and then I'm going to make him eat worms. I don't think he's that conniving. <laughs> no, I just think it's, so, it's, it's cheesy. It's cute. It, yeah, it's funny. It's super cheesy. It, it, it adds to the element, you know, because, you know, Bear Grylls show originally was Man vs. Wild. And it was him in these situations where he kind of had this commentary every episode. So I kind of like that. It is Get Out Alive with Bear Grylls. And so he has these little snippets every now and then where he whips out his Bear Grylls binoculars and spies on you guys. And he's like, I never said this was going to be easy. And I'm like, oh, Bear. <laughs> <laughs> so the journey starts off with you guys pulling the knives, just like last episode. Mm-hmm. And there's obstacle, shelter, fire, and food. Obstacle, you have um, Lucky and Louie, and I put J and C. Who is, oh, Jeff, Jeff and, Chris. and Chris. And then Shelter, you have Elsmeralda and uh, Dominic, Dominic uh, Austin and Jim, and then Spencer and Alicia. And then Fire, Team Lavender, yeah, Donna and Camden. In a row. And Robin and Wilson, another one of my favorites. And then also Food, which was Royce and Kyle, and also, ooh, R&M. Ryan and Madeline. Ryan and Madeline. Sorry, I tried to shorthand I and try to live tweet at the same time. Yeah, so you were jo- on it tonight. <laughs> you thank were. you, thank James you. James is like doing my job for me, like live tweeting. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, Kyle just retweeted me. Oh, Spencer just tweeted me, so it's been fun tonight. You're so, a star. <laughs> so, Journey 2 starts off, and you guys are you know, you got dropped off by this helicopter, mm-hmm. and then they tell you to harness up. 
What was that like? Well, the hike up was scary enough, and then when we get to the top, we kind of like you think you're you maybe you're done, you know, like that was already tough. And then he's like, "Harness up," which we knew we had the harnesses, but we're like, "Why?" Um, and it was really terrifying to already be exhausted and then know that you have to pretty much like hurl yourself up this rock that may or may not again want to stay there. It may want to fall down the mountain with you, and the only thing holding you up are these little like hooks inside of the the mountain and the other four people that you're attached to. And so if you fall, if those four people aren't strong enough to, you know, really hold you up, you're taking a tumble and there's really nothing there to stop you. And these are essentially four people who don't really know what they're doing, right? Of course. I mean, none of us knew. I mean, we we were, to, you know, Bear said, all right, hook your little carabiner to these these things, but there's definitely an art to it. Like, you can't hook it too soon or too quickly or... Did you say on belay or off belay? Off belay yeah, yeah. A, a couple of us <laughs> tried to do that. We, we tried to communicate and, and make it you know, very, like, mechanical thing, where we were doing it like a machine so that nobody made a mistake, but I know people made mistakes. I think I made a mistake like, you know, because you have, like, a, like, two different ropes on you, Oof. and so you have to unhook one, but not unhook the other one. So if you unhook that one, then you're off. And you could just fall. It, it's very confusing. And you're trying to take in this beautiful view that you've never seen before. And you're at the, you're like up almost, you know, you feel like you're at the top of the world. Right. And so you're like, wow, this is cool. Oh, crap. I have to, you know, not fall off the mountain. So it, it was this real, like, touch and go situation where you want to embrace the experience, but you also have to be safe. Now, Stephen, you said something very interesting tonight when we were watching. You paused it. And the first part of this is the obstacle. So you have Jeff and Chris and then Lucky and Louie kind of leading the way. But you mentioned something about how they didn't really do their task tonight. Well, and I agree. Yeah, I mean, you see, I mean, we have four people, okay? And what, who was your leader with your, with your group of four? With my, uh, my group of four with Chris. With Chris. To, oh, okay. to hike the, to go up the... I mean, to, yeah, the rock climbing with belaying rope mm-hmm. and everything. Okay, so meanwhile we're watching this. I don't know how much of the show they cut out or how much audio they cut out, but it seems like it was mostly just everyone was doing their own thing. We didn't have one person who was like, okay, well, let me take five minutes to understand this. Let me figure out that this is what we got to do. Let me tell this that we're all going to do it this way, and then let's go as a team as opposed to, hey, I'm pulling on this rope. Oh, you're falling behind, so I'm pulling harder and... It's just a cluster F. Yeah. Well, maybe it's an editing thing, too, because last week, the main focus was the food, Mm -hmm. the deer meat. This week, it was the fire. And so it always falls on, maybe they want to show more airtime of where there was um, a lack of care, I guess you could say, or there wasn't just, there wasn't much going on with it. So they wanted to play up that storyline more. You know, for the viewers, because that's where the week yeah. the week part was. Yeah, I mean, I I will say I think that the the rock climbing did go as smoothly as it could have gone for people who are such amateurs at, at doing this. I think everybody really did try to communicate because we're all scared when none of us know what we're doing. So you can't just try to be like a hero and do your own thing, um, and you can't have an ego about it. You have to really look out for everybody because you're attached to three of those people. So if you're looking out for just you, you might get hurt anyway. Um, and so I do think it went really well, but, I, you know, nobody really, one person took the lead. There was, like, one lead in every group, um, so there's four groups. And it, you know, it got a little nerve-wracking because I think the third and the fourth groups were slower. And so two of our groups got through, and then the other half, and this was the first time, too, I think we talked about this on the show, um, we didn't see it, but a lot of us talked about this was the first time we had been split up as teams. 
like I wasn't on the rope with my mom and mm, and Spencer yeah. wasn't on the rope with Alicia and Robin wasn't on the rope with Wilson I, maybe they were but you know we were all starting to split up um and it was a little bit weird because mm-hmm. you're you're having to do this task not with your partner so you really are kind of on your own and you have to trust that your partner's doing what they have to do um but it was I have to say, this is like super cheesy of me, but one of my favorite moments of the episode was when you guys all got to the top, and I think I fell in love with Spencer tonight, because he said, what do you say, I think we're closer to heaven, and I was just like, that's it. And then then Robin said, I feel closer, I was like, I know Ashley's going to love this, too. (laughs) (laughs) I got to disagree with you a little bit, though, James, and even with the show and how they they single out the, the fire team. The fire team, okay, yeah, they could have gotten out of camp quicker, mm-hmm. but honestly, you're right. I mean, we got it, we got there anyway, right? And they got the fire started. There wasn't much need for a fire. They didn't have things that they had to cook, as opposed to just boiling the the worms. And my my problem is, is I think the shelter team are the ones who screwed the pooch this this episode because mm. they're they're talking like, oh, we're on mush, like, oh, well, let's just do it like this, blah blah blah. And it's like, um. You're just leaving it so everyone's going to be ending up sleeping in the water. Like, I think they should have pulled everyone together, used everyone's tarp, and used, like, one in the center, and then overlapped them so people could actually sleep comfortably. Yeah. Right. Um, we did actually, the, I don't remember who was on the shelter team, but I know they did bunch uh, two teams into one shelter this time. So we started to group people together, and I think one of the shelters actually had three teams in it. Um, so they, there was, like, kind of the idea to do that, but we all got wet. Um, the ground was like a swampy sponge thing. So it was like soft to sleep on, which was good, but then you have it wet and Ugh. it's not fun. Is your tarp not waterproof? Not really. I mean, oh, okay. I mean, it's, it, the bottom I think was decently waterproof. You're cold because the water makes it cold. Um, but the top, it's, it, it got condensation on it and it sagged. And so by the time we woke up, we had a tarp on our nose with like condensation water you know it was yeah. it was nasty and miserable i don't know how else they could have done the, the shelters but it was not <laughs> <laughs> it was not dry i will say that see that's cool that right now you're sitting here saying you understand that that's what they had to do mm-hmm. i feel like a lot especially in this episode i'm noticing people are like really quick to jump when somebody's doing something wrong and i thought this was supposed to be a show where everybody's a team like a single yeah. unit you know so i mean I think it's really cool that you're like that because I think throughout the episode, I don't remember who it was, one of the guys, I know Kyle at one point was like telling on your mom and, you know, um, Louie was oh, quick to it was actually, trend. it was actually, yeah, the yeah. Louie, wasn't it? Louie was being Lucky, lucky. Which one's which? Louie is the girl? Louie is the girl. Okay, lucky. Lucky, lucky the Lucky was guy. the one that was kind of like, well, you gotta, we might have to speak up when Bear asked tonight who's holding us That's back true. and I was like, this is when the game starts to take a, a, a a fact yeah. because people are actually thinking who's weak who can I get out so I can get further yeah and I think those conversations only happen when people feel strong sure you know like if, you, if people are like yeah I'm doing really great then of course you're going to feel comfortable talking bad about people that are struggling mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate that that happens I mean we are supposed to be one unit a team I mean there's definitely Love some competitiveness but, Louis- but it's you want to really be more competing with yourself um, not competing like against the other teams on the journeys like you have a task do your task don't worry about what everybody else is doing just be you know resourceful and helpful and encouraging don't tear people down you know i think what 
I don't know if it was Royce or Kyle said to me some, something about don't. it's better not to tear your mom down when really all they're doing is standing in a little corner tearing everybody else that's struggling down. Yeah. Um, and so that that's just my little two cents about that. Um, if you want to be encouraging and tell other people to be encouraging, then you better, you know, practice what you preach. And FYI, your mom said that she was basically thankful that you were how you were with her because you mm-hmm. kept her push- you were pushing her. You kept her yes. going forward. Sometimes it's a display of tough love, and I think I saw a tweet tonight that said that from you. And Definitely. I agree. I think sometimes it's a firmness, but it's out of love with family members. Well, of course. And, you know, when you reach a point where you know your teammate is struggling, you just saying, I know it's really crappy. Like, what... What are you going to do? Like, that's not going to cure anything yeah. or help yeah, what anything. What incentive like, does that give? Of course. Like, I, you know, I did my my run of being sympathetic and whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, if you look at your teammate and you say, do you want to go home? No. Well, then guess what? This is what has to happen in order for us to keep going and in order for us to not be on the chopping block tonight. We have to keep going. And she would have done the same thing to me if I was, you know, having a hard time and whining. She would let me do my thing, let me get it out. And then once that's over... You have to move forward, you know, and it's not to say that I don't understand where you're struggling and that it's hard, but you can't just keep getting yourself down. And that's what the bear's whole, that's his whole mantra in this entire show is, is negativity is your worst enemy. And if you just let it consume you, you're never going to get any further. Right. And so you have to, you have to move forward. There's Plus, just, there's a stopping point to that, you know? <laughs> anger is a good motivator too. Of yeah. course. Like if you're like, I swear I've. I've the fastest mile I've ever run was a six minute mile and it was just because I was super pissed off and I couldn't even think about anything mm-hmm. except that. And you just you just go and like motivation, you're just like you stop focusing on the pain, you're like well, <laughs> But you still get there. Well yeah. and I grew up in a family of athletes and coaches. So it's like that that's what you do. You have to coach people. You know, you can't just like let them just sit on the pitcher's mound and cry. You know, my dad would come up to the fence and be like you have to suck it up right now. This is not <laughs> acceptable. You know, so growing up in a team, or in, a, in a team, in a family of athletes, that's just kind of the environment yeah, that you're we're used to. Your home. Of course. I just don't like when they start viewing it as a game. Because, yeah. Yeah. like, yeah. the voting is not, you don't decide who gets voted off. Yeah. Bear gets decided who votes, gets voted off. So just shut up. Be, it's basic, it kind of reminds me of the hero in the, of the, the other show, The Hero. Just be a good person yeah. and do a damn good job at what you do and just if you're an asshole bear's gonna think okay well this person he may have done his job but he's bringing everyone down and they're not getting being as well because he's affecting the team yeah. just be be the hero and bear's not gonna send you home he has no reason to send you home agreed yeah. and i know last week i even said oh well people aren't playing the game like it's this and this and once i saw that tonight with the scheming and like we're the strong ones like they're the ones holding us back i was like i don't like it that mm-hmm. much anymore mm-hmm. but like, it, not when people get to that level especially with this type of dynamic show i i don't think it's about being conniving and all that kind of stuff it shouldn't be no i mean there is bear does ask you know and we said this in the first episode like there is a time where bear has to he does say who was the weakest link and if he asks you he points at you you kind of have to be honest sure. but everybody else can see through if you're being honest or if you're being conniving, manipulative, and mean. If you're saying it because you have some weird plan of like getting a team to go home that really they weren't the weakest link, then I think everybody can see through that, and that just causes drama. So really, the only policy is is honesty, but honesty in a genuine, caring way, where you know where it's not tearing people down. I really like that at the end between uh, Robin and your mom, because it's yeah. like you know it was them. Oh no, it was you. It was us. Like no, it was us. Like. I mean that's it's it's genuine. Yeah. You both kind of were down on each, on their sums, but 
And and that was a that was a really interesting moment. And I know we'll get there, but like you know, me and my mom and Robin and Wilson, like we had our our, our tiffs, you know, a couple times because my mom and Wilson are both very strong personalities, and they both like to take charge and like be the captains of the group, you know. And um, it and they're from the same city in Louisiana, and so they like almost were best friends, but then they like win at each other a little Friend bit. Frenemies. Yeah, Friend a little bit. <laughs> but it's funny how, like, in the end, we, we end up standing up for each other, even though, like, there's a little bit of a, I don't know, a scuffle. I mean, I love them to death. I think when you're a family, again, you, you fight like family, you love like family. You don't always have to like each other, but you have to love each other. And that's kind of the relationship that we have with them. Can I ask a hypothetical question real quick? Sure. I don't want to go too off too far off topic at all. But with them talking about it being a game like this, how different do you think the game would be if the teams, like the food team, were in charge of the food itself and you had to divvy out portions and things like that? Because in a lot of survival, um, like simulation things where people write books about survival and people are put in a group and they have to survive together, food is one of the most um, controversial things because they, they're like, oh, well, I didn't get enough of that, but I'm a bigger person. I deserve this much. Yeah. Like, do you think that could really have put in or they might even think about putting in the next season something that makes it more strategy and more people against each other. Which is funny to me because in survival situations, you can live without food. It's You can live without food. It's might never matter. You just can't live without water. Mm-hmm. So I mean that could definitely be a, a interesting. Yeah. It, they haven't they haven't focused on base camp a whole lot, um, and I wish that they would because. The amount of controversy that occurred at the red beans and rice bucket <laughs> at base camp is probably the most drama that you will ever see on the show. Um, the first episode, my mom and Wilson went at it because they're both from Louisiana. They both make red beans and rice at home. Like, that's their thing. And so my mom jumps in there as Mama Donna trying to feed everybody and be the mom of the group. And then you've got the captain, like, wanting to help divvy up whatever. And we, we did see a little bit of that with Wilson and Alicia yeah. uh, last week. Where, But that was definitely like some drama like when people are hungry and you put food in front of people they will go crazy <laughs> they will go crazy. and if one person gets one more bean than the other person you can bet that we're gonna hear about it <laughs> it's like that that's a huge thing food is the center of everybody's universe well moving on in the journey let's talk about the fire part because that's that was your your task mm, round what two. was that like why did you guys have to bring in was it chris jeff Oh, see, oh. <laughs> next week I'll get it right. Um, so we had these hexamin cubes, which we'd never used before. They look really easy, and they're they're in these wrappers that say "light the wrapper," and that's what we were told: light the wrapper. So we have our knife and our sparker, um, but it literally we went through Wilson, Robin, me, and my mom. All four of us tried to spark, and we were getting sparks, and it would burn little holes in that stupid wrapper. But it wouldn't catch, and it wouldn't actually create a flame. And we were so just mentally and physically exhausted and trying so hard to build this stupid flame fire, and it just wasn't happening. It, no matter how many times we sparked it, it wouldn't catch. And so it's almost like we just needed like a relief pitcher to come in and like help us with the sparks. And I think because we had sparked so many holes in it or whatever, I mean, I, we, we definitely worked really hard. I don't think that Jeff could have gotten maybe a spark to light that quickly if we hadn't already been sparking it and burning it a little bit to get some of that um, material up towards the surface of the um, plastic. But it seemed to be pretty easy for him. And I don't know if it's just because he had more strength to do it and maybe he hadn't been doing it for an hour like we right. had. Um 
I don't I don't know. I hate that that happened because we really were doing everything we were supposed to do. Yeah. It just wasn't happening. So what was the big difference? What did he do that ended up making He just it work? kept sparking really really quickly. He had I guess the burst of strength to just keep sp- the amount of pressure you have to put on that knife to create an actual spark is amazing. And if you have no energy, you can forget about it. <laughs> you can forget about making any kind of spark on that thing. So I don't I think he just kept sparking like a hundred sparks at a time and it finally just all yeah <laughs> caught <laughs> can I ask something real quick mm-hmm. I keep having questions um <laughs> are you allowed are you allowed to take things from one area and put them in your bag and keep them like could you have saved some tinder from the first camp to use at the next camp okay so this is a big controversy for me because at some point bear came in and I, I don't know if I I can I can say this but we didn't think we were allowed to use natural tinder in this area. We we thought we were given this cube because we weren't allowed to Got use it. because of the drought and everything. It yeah. was very like touch and go with what we were allowed to do. And so um I, I didn't I was like, "No, we can't use tinder. Like we have to use this. This is all we have." And then we were told, "Well, why didn't you use tinder?" Like it, it happened tonight, or at at Bear's camp. Like he was like, "Well, why didn't you use tinder?" I was like, "Well, crap! I didn't think we were allowed to." <laughs> so that would have been really easy if we had just known, because we knew how to do that and create a spark, and then you put the hexamine cubes on it, and it keeps it burning longer, which makes total sense. We just didn't think we were allowed to do it. So that's that's like a little bit of a handicap that. <laughs> it sounds like they didn't really explain like the do's and don'ts too much before. Mm-mm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> how reality television. Oh. Wait, you, you didn't go. You didn't go 100 feet that way. We had chocolate. We right? had kerosene <laughs> to light. If you would have just dug deeper under those roots of those plants, there was like you know fruity pebbles. The camera. Oh, the cameraman had a lighter. Are you? You didn't ask him for it. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> Now, what were those, the plants? They didn't really focus much on the food um, task of this. Probably because it was disgusting. Yeah, what was it like? What, it didn't what? look disgusting. I oh. was excited about it, honestly. I thought it was going to taste like celery, yeah. and it really did not. It tasted Ugh. like furniture polish and like... Wait, have you tasted furniture polish? No, but you know the, <laughs> the smell? smell? The smell, like it's very, it's very strong, like a chemical smell. Mm. Um, it, it was, it almost would like make you faint. Like it was really strong. Wow. And we, we boiled it trying to like make it softer but that just made the smell worse and so you're like trying to drink this soupy like furniture polish water and chew on this stuff it, did anybody get sick from that or like um my issues I, yeah i mean a lot of people kind of like had a headache uh, from maybe from the smell sure um because it was really strong what was it like going down did it burn i mean you said it was like chemicals um yeah it you just tasted the smell i don't know if that makes yeah. sense I mean, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? Yeah, like, you could just, like, you could taste and smell it, like, mm. forever. So I I had some of it, and my mom had some, but it, it really was making us kind of sick. Now, after eating this, were the worms kind of a dessert? Did you rather eat <laughs> the worms well, I over think it, this plant? I think, or? It was, I think it was Royce that, um, ro- ro- like, put them over the fire and uh-huh. made them, like, noodles. And he was oh. like, it's like pad thai. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ooh, I love pad thai. Let me try. It did not it. taste did not. like bad time. That did was like crispy. Like can worms get crispy? Yeah, like they dry. They dry out. Ugh. I would almost prefer that. I think than the juicy. Yeah, it was neither were preferable. Yeah, you know. But I mean, <laughs> the, the the 
I mean, I again, they didn't show me eating the stupid worms. Of course, like that's the second. Of course, ep- the second they didn't in the first. They didn't no, show you I'm or- like, I promise, I eat this gross stuff. You're like, Come I on. did it. We believe <laughs> you. I feel like we missed something because they didn't even show anyone eating the plant either. No, which, not no. at all. They just showed Kyle, and I have to say, he could make a really good flight attendant <laughs> giving those questions. <laughs> like, if you need a plant, come find the light blue vest. <laughs> We got you covered. <laughs> right over here. Light it's on your left. <laughs> I loved that was it. Cute. Well, that was a really wonderful journey, and I'm sure you're super proud, and especially of your mom, too. I was. I think, you know, nobody's perfect, and everybody struggled on that journey. It was tough. On the way down, that mountain was tough. The, you know, the accommodations weren't great. The food wasn't great. Like, everybody was having their own issues, and um, I think it was a miracle that we got to where we were going, and... We were above the clouds. I mean, that where we ended up before we went to the survival test. I mean, just looking out and seeing like that cloud cover over the mountain, you just, you like, where are we? Like, are we really here? Yeah. It was really surreal and, and made the whole experience really worth it. And even though my mom was having a hard time and had to give her some tough love, and I hate the way that they, you know, portrayed it a little bit, but I think um, in the end, I, I redeemed my, my intentions. Um, and what people may not understand is that that's like a mother-daughter relationship. You and know, you keep you're... saying you're best friends. And we best are. friends do that, too. We are best friends. We're probably more best friends than we are mother <laughs> and daughter. They gave you an arc this episode. We have true love. Which was, <laughs> which was good. You guys are so cute. I mean, we've fought like one. One time. One time. There's only one time. But anyways, <laughs> before we move on to put the survival test. Put a ring on it. Let me kick it out. No, just kidding. Steven, do you want to give ahead, uh, get, tell us a little bit about Serial Buddies? Um, I can tell you a little bit about Serial I could probably tell you a lot about Serial Buddies. Thank you. I will tell you just a little bit about Serial Buddies. Serial <laughs> Buddies is a great new movie by Marie Minonos and Kevin Undergar, who are the executive producers of AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> it is a fantastic comedy movie that is the likes you've never seen before. It's kind of like serial killers doing a road trip. Not too, not as dark as Gacy. <laughs> That's ter- that's a terrible reference. James is like, no, I see that. It's, it's not a dark. Story- <laughs> I was like, gay who? <laughs> It's not as dark as Dexter, but it's oh it's certainly kind of it's kind of like a light humor seeing people die. You know, like, you know it's kind of funny. But we got a great cast. We got Christopher Lloyd, Beth Barrison, two broke girls, Chris, um, Kathy Lee Gifford, uh, Artie Lang. I mean, it's got an all star cast. You'll even see some after buzzers in it. I know John Coverford makes a few appearances. Phil Svitek does too, and of course our very own Maria Menounos. So it's actually only four ninety nine on iTunes. Ooh. We will be doing a Blu Ray and DVD release sometime later this year but until then you can go to iTunes search After Buzz TV Serial Buddies or just search Serial Buddies or go to Serial Buddies like the Serial.com or SerialBuddies.com and download that shiz I like it I could not have done that any better that was beautiful yeah, but we 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 have the website too, so you can do like cereal, like Cheerio Buddies like cheer- <laughs> for cereal. All right, moving on to the survival test this week, we saw everyone being provided with materials to make a slingshot, and Bear says you got to make the slingshot and go ahead and utilize the slingshot to knock off skulls off this fence. What are you guys' thoughts on tonight's survival task? I feel like none of them had a childhood because they did right? not That's super fun. Yeah. Like, I'm from Ohio. That's, like, a normal thing to do. That's not, like, this crazy thing. I mean, you're, like, you're like the blonde girl. I'm not expecting you to, to have used... Aw, I can't. No, no, no. Like, slingshots are a guy's thing. Like, as yeah. growing up, when you're, like, a 12-year-old boy, you're like, yeah, slingshot. But, like, I wouldn't expect you to know how to make one. Yeah. But, come on, like... 
of course, they did a good job of what Madeline and Ryan. Ryan, like Ryan, did a good job on the slingshot, and Chris and uh, Jeff looked like they got their slingshot kind of well. But well, what was the what's God? I, I'm getting all these people mixed up. Same the, color. The young guy with his dad. Oh, Jim and Austin. Jim and Austin. Yeah. Austin. Austin's a young one, right? Mm-hmm. Austin. I figured he'd be smarter than that. Uh, like, I think he would be like. Okay, the physics of the slingshot. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> like this, I will do a uh, severity yeah. knot. That is something I learned back in kindergarten. Well, really, it was um, Lucky and and Austin's dad Jim were both like Boy Scouts or something. Yeah. Like they both knew that. I don't know about Austin, but um, the older men were definitely like outdoorsy men, Boy Scout type. Um, yeah, I'd never used a slingshot before. What was the materials they gave you? It was, um, well, we had to go find our own stick in the shape of a V. The V-shaped stick. Which was weird and difficult (laughs) because some of them are, like, lopsided. And and then it was, like, this rubber stretchy rope and dental floss. Dental floss. To tie it, yeah. And and my problem was I like to follow directions, like, to the T. So if you tell me this is how you make it, and and Bear had shown us how to actually make it... um, so I'm like, okay, we have to exactly do this. We have to cut it this way and blah, 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 which the people who ended up winning didn't make it the way that they taught us. They just were, you know, very, uh, they trusted their instincts and just made it however <laughs> was easy and fast. And I was like, well, this is what they, this is what they said to do. So I wanted to do it exactly how they said well, to do it. Well, and Bear reiterated a million times in this episode and the first episode to listen to him. Exactly. So of course you'd want to do that. But well, he also too. said be resourceful. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, it's a catch-22 because, it, too, I didn't know, like, if you don't make it the right way, do you get, like, do you get disqualified because you didn't make it the right way? Like, there's just a lot of questions that maybe I didn't ask yeah. that uh, that could have helped us. But. So, how long was the cord? Because I feel like the dental floss is redundant. Like, you don't need it. Or did you need it? You technically didn't need it. Because I feel like you'd cut, like, two slats on the top like that and then just come it around tight like that. I don't know. I can't I can't imagine like that. We should have had a slingshot making we contest should. tonight. We should. Oh, that would have been, been fine. We should, we'll do that at some point. I was going to bring earthworms. Marissa. I thought about it last minute. I'm so mad at myself. I wanted to bring earthworms for you guys to eat. It's okay. We'll do it next uh, week. Well, I mean, we'll just say mm, it now. We'll do, we're going to do it. We had gummy worms tonight. We had gummy worms <laughs> in honor of the earthworms. So that, that was our prep. Is that the initiation to <laughs> yes. be on the Get Out Alive That's after step show? one. Maybe, Cannon, like, every week you should do something that's kind of related to the survival test and make the three of us do it. If I get a tweet yeah, on Sunday night idea. that says, hey, get a bottle and be <laughs> I'm just going to, like... <laughs> We're going to drink our own urine tonight, folks. <laughs> you will not I see mean, me. that would be, you know, that would be, like, top-notch. The ultimate. Be like the Thank ultimate. God we didn't have this plan to do this when episode yeah. one happened, because I would not drink my own urine. Sorry, people. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> earthworms are no. on the menu soon. That'll be interesting. And I don't know Wait, where we're going to find fish eyeballs. How many eyeballs. do we have to eat? Just one. Why would you ask that question? <laughs> no, because, I mean, they're tiny, and I figured, like, go you bigger, eat more go than home, one? guys. No, <laughs> all right. No, we'll go give you a smorgasbord. Go big or go Did, home. You're going to regret that. How about, that. like, a little, just a little pinch? All right. Next week, we go bigger, go home, one. Ashley. Go bigger, go home. <laughs> Cooking with Bear grills. Add a pinch of earthworm <laughs> and a little bit of non-edible plant that tastes like furniture polish. Oh, my goodness. Like, obviously, it's I like could get out alive. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Because yeah. I'm the one going to eat the most. Oh. If you think Ashley can get out alive, comment and let us know. Let and us then we'll know. Weigh on Don't next say week. that. We'll not get any comments. <laughs> 
Wait. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back on top. <laughs> anyway, so back to Ryan and Madeline. They made this challenge look so flawless. I mean, no one else hit off a skull off the fence other than them. Am I wrong? Or is it just no. no, you're right. Question: Did they? Did each team have their own two skulls to aim at? Yes. Or was it, it okay, like. they did. Okay. Yeah, we did have our own. Mm-hmm. So you didn't even get your slingshot together. I'm, I have faith Negative. that you would have knocked the skull off. Had See, you made that's it. the thing. I mean, if, if we're talking about me and my mom, every survival test, at least so far, and like the ones to come, like I know we definitely like will get out alive. Do you know what I mean? Like we will. Like, we would have accomplished tonight the task. It just wasn't fast. We're missing the most entertaining part of this entire test. When your mom <laughs> face plants into the mud and goes, that's mud, everybody. <laughs> and then you guys, another cut later, you're like, just learn how to think. Yeah, start learning how to think. That was the cut. If anything you guys bring oh the entertainment to these survival tests. I tasks. hope so. My mom, my mom keeps tweeting, Candon, you keep it smart, I'll keep it funny. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, so tonight I'm keeping it, like, mean, and you're keeping it funny, but whatever. Um, yeah, my mom face-planted in the mud after we ran through the thorn bushes. <laughs> and what they forgot to air was that about five minutes later after we found our stick, I knew the mud trench was there. But I'm running out of the woods, and literally, like, mid, like, leap off the, like, bank, I'm like, oh, there's mud right there. <laughs> I go face first in the mud <laughs> right after, like, it was like five minutes after my mom. Oh and I'm like, gosh. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> and, like, it, it was, I can't believe they didn't show that because it was like pretty, like, dumb and dumber. Like, amazing. Oh, it was perfect. So you should have listened to your mom. I know. That I tried. Been, they should have edited that. Yeah, like, you guys that way. They may have missed it. I don't what know. What are these but... editors thinking? Skipping food challenges? <laughs> skipping comedic gold? More comedic beats. Yeah, come yeah. on. It was funny. and But it, it was stressful to build that thing. And again, my mom's tr- my mom was kind of out of it. She was, like, in a daze, like, exhausted. And I'm trying to make it perfect. And she's trying to improvise a little bit and it wasn't working so we had a little bit of a yeah mom learned how to think so being a being <laughs> being a picky ninny i guess i am picky ninny um i didn't like this challenge mm. yeah. just for the fact that like the last challenge was drinking of course the urine with the muddy water that is survival like that is okay i can see that but if i'm in a survival situation and i have a knife with a saw on it and i'm looking for stuff to make a weapon out of I ain't making no slingshot. Yeah. Like, I feel like this challenge would have been better and more people could have done it and would have made more sense if it was like, find a stick, sharpen it to a spear, and throw it so it can stick into this wall. If it doesn't stick in the wall, go get it and do it again. Yeah. That would have probably been a little bit better because we all did sit around the fire. Like, we carved our own eating utensils. We carved our own, like, knives and sticks and things like that so we we did have practice doing that and I think it would have been a little bit better for everybody to be able to accomplish it, it that way. I just think the slingshot thing wasn't, it wasn't as fair. The first competition was, hey, can you drink this faster than the other person? And this one was hey, go see if you can be lucky and find a stick that's v sh- that's Y-shaped. Yeah. And then see if you're lucky enough that you can cut it right and see if you're lucky enough that you can make it right. I mean, it, it was kind of like, hey, reach in this bag and see if you get something good. You're right. Yeah. It would never be your go-to. No. Ever. I would never think of making a slingshot to, to get out of life. Because you probably wouldn't it. have rubber, like the, no. the rubber stuff. And there was like a leather patch to like put the rock in. Like, you're not going to have that. And you're not going to carry dental floss. No. True you story. would literally take a stick I wish and you we had would just sharpen floss. the tip of it. 
if you I, were in that a survival situation, you'd be very like caveman, and you would just sharpen a stick. I don't think Tom Hanks would be as famous for Castaway if he made a slingshot. I mean, There's exactly. a fish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I wish like I wish you and your mom just like decided screw this, make a stick, throw it out, and brothers, you improvised, you got out to awesome. <laughs> What if I made a bat? What if I made like a baseball bat and I like threw a rock and just <laughs> hit it? Like okay. I could have done that. <laughs> I could have done that. I don't what think if? you would have hit the <laughs> like skull. Softball. That would have been awesome. <laughs> what if? Though? So anyway, we find out that Madeline and Ryan, Ryan win this challenge yeah. and they go to the food table. And I loved how they used the, the little clip of the burgers with a fly like walking across the burger. Oh, I forgot about that because I was so wrapped up on just Ryan looking so good. He's kind of handsome. They all are. so attractive. Kind of a hunk. She's a lucky girl. They're getting married in like six days. Oh, that's cute. Or something. Yay. We should make them call in from their wedding. Why? We should should all just fly there and show up at their wedding. Wow, what a test for After Buzz TV covering. (laughs) Exclusive. Obviously, they like are meant to be because if you can go through that stuff and then still want to marry somebody. They're adorable. They, They really are. They're so funny together and they're just, their quirkiness that they have is... It's yeah. There I think like there was a moment when Ryan actually sat down into the hot tub and he kind of looked over the camera. And I bet he was thinking, "Oh, this sucks. Why is there a camera crew here? Like, I want to spend time with her, yeah. you know?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess since we're talking about them, we might as well get into the unfortunate elimination. Elimination. Should we? Yeah. It's time. Do you think? I mean, <laughs> is it time? Or are they going to call? Solemn really fast. <laughs> Yes, I can. Uh, yeah, so let's let's start chatting about the elimination. So, well, so who went home again? <laughs> um, <Okay>. hold on, <laughs> Bear. Okay, tonight. I don't know if you heard me chuckling by myself. I was like, <laughs> um, <laughs> Bear's camp. <laughs> when he comes in and says, "Drops your drop your packs," I swear tonight I thought he said, "Drop your pants," and I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> I would have like, watched the show. I would have been like, I'm listening to Bear. Okay, I'm getting that. out alive, taking off my pants. Okay, <laughs> now what? <laughs> taking off your pants, Candon. Oh, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah. Well she done on the, the bikini. Yes. Nobody else do they show in a bikini, but they're like, he, she's married, she's with her boyfriend, she's, you know, with her dad, and, you know, it's it's her. But, oh, Cannon, you're with your mom? Let's throw you in a bikini. Let's just do a close-up. Yeah, like, like, with an innocent moment, that was the only way they could do right? it. Like, her and her mom. And, oh, and they, naked of course, person. they missed the couple moments I wasn't in my bikini, like, bathing. Like, that would have been, like, you know, the ultimate moment. We have a caller. Oh. Uh-oh. Yay. Hello? Hello? Who does be? No, thank you this for calling After Buzz TV. Dominic! Hi, Dominic! Hi, Dominic! <laughs> hey, guys. This Hi. is Candon and my After Buzz crew. Can I put you on speaker? Yeah. Yes. You are live streaming right now. You are live streaming. Is Esmeralda oh. with you? <laughs> well, good. I'm going to put you on speaker. Oh. Can you hear us now? What's up, guys? I got you guys now. Okay. Now now we can hear you. Fully. Is that... Hi. Hi! Hey, Esmeralda. How are you? Good. How are you guys holding up? Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> Dominic texted me I earlier and you. asked if he could cry. Oh. I I want to tell you that watching yourself getting eliminated on national television is the worst feeling you could ever have. Mm, you you guys imagine. handled it so well, though, with grace. You really did. It was graceful. It was. Yes. It was. Yes, you guys were very I was, graceful. I was, I was so hungry. I like literally was like, "Let me um, 
say bye to everybody and then duck my face. I like couldn't even think about anything else. What did you guys eat when you left? Everything. What I didn't was... eat one thing. I was so angry. I didn't uh... eat the entire oh, night. Oh no! What was the first thing you ate, Esmeralda? Um, I had a Coke and um, I think it was like a, a tuna and rice or something. I don't remember. He just like shoved it at me. <laughs> you um, ate whatever it was, and I just ate it. I just ate it. Yeah, like all these guilty, all these guilty pleasure things, with Snickers yeah. and Coca Cola and Butterfingers. Yeah, yeah, things you exactly. don't even normally eat in real life. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would never just stuff my face with Snickers and Coca Cola. <laughs> so, so we're talking about elimination in Bears Camp. How were you, were you guys feeling like going into Bears Camp that night before we started talking? Um, I definitely knew that we were on the chopping block, but it really didn't. Um, as time went on and he was getting on everybody else, I was like, okay, maybe we're safe. I don't know. Oh, no. I knew, but, I knew um, we were done. We're done. <laughs> but I was thinking also, like, eh, you know, I didn't perform my best and I'm so weak. Like, next episode, I don't know what's going to happen. I'll probably faint. I thought mm. she would probably die if we went on that next journey. <laughs> so, um, yeah, then I was like, yeah, it's probably our time. Why did you think it, that, why did you know that you guys were going home, Dominic? Because, I mean, you know, what they didn't show a lot was the interaction at base camp. And I knew how we performed on that journey, how poor we did. And I know Robert and Wilson didn't do very well. And yourself and your mother, I know, struggled a little bit. So I knew it was between us three. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, after Esmeralda puking and Bear constantly asking us how we were doing, I knew we were going home. I mean, I literally, that, <laughs> that walk to... Bear's camp was the worst walk ever. I, I think what really did it in was when he asked me a question and I, like, completely was dazed you out. ignored him. I was I going to... I, yeah. I, I couldn't even think. I didn't know what was going on. I was going to ask, what were you thinking about at that time? Like, were you just imagining food? Were you just so tired? Or what was it? Yeah, at that point, without eating, uh, my mind, it was really hard to concentrate on anything that was being said. So I would start, like, hearing it, and then it would just kind of go off, and I don't know. I, I was like, huh, what? You're like, it's just, hard. She's just mad that I haven't shaved my face, and I didn't look as good as I usually look. Uh, Dominic, you weren't cute enough. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Haven't you seen <laughs> Get Out Get Out Alive and Cute? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you just look horrible, and I'm hungry. I just want to go home. Uh, so, so you guys were ready. No, she was ready. I wasn't. Are you kidding me? Do you know how angry I was? They put a camera in my face after getting eliminated and asked me all these frustrating questions. I wanted to throw a brick at somebody. So, Dominic, I got to ask. You've been, as even Bear said, you were her rock this entire show. And you guys were talking while you were eating the worms. I mean, you didn't like them or anything like that. But at the same time, that was something Bear told you guys to do. Like, you needed this energy and of course, Esmeralda, you were so sick to your stomach, like a headache, because you were you were famished, you were malnutrition. Why didn't you just suck it up and eat the worms? Like, and uh, and Dominic, couldn't you have just been that rock and shoved them down her mouth and made her <laughs> made her eat them? I actually did eat some of the worms. I had probably like four or five of them. Not um, enough. Not enough. Definitely not enough. But um, it's. I think it really did it for me was the the Spaniard root. Just the mm-hmm. smell of that just made everything so unappetizing. I was like, Oof. this is, I can't do it anymore. And also, in the back of your head, you're like, okay, you know, eventually we're heading um, 
to camp and there'll be some beans and rice. So mm-hmm. maybe I can make it to then. I told her, I mean, of course we had the conversation, baby, you need to eat these worms. I crushed some worms. But at the same time, my wife, she doesn't want to eat worms. I can't force them down her throat. She'll <laughs> stab me one of those like, like, there's no way. She doesn't want to eat the worms. She's not going to eat the worms, you know? Like, uh, it, it was, it was, I tried. I did try them. She, she tried, like, she said poor, but these were little tiny, it was like chewing on dirt. They weren't bad at all. I mean, you just shove them in your mouth and you chew on them. It's like a bunch of jelly. It, yeah, it wasn't like, anything. Yeah. That that Spaniard root, Camden hit it on the head. That tasted like furniture, just polish and liquor. Oh, it was just yeah, it was like, uh, like nail polish remover. You would think a plant can't taste that bad. Yeah, well, I'm glad you guys agree because I was telling them and trying to explain it and they, they couldn't really grasp what I was saying, but it was rough. That, that was way worse than any bug or fish eye that we yeah. ate. Like the Spaniard yeah. root, even though it looked innocent, it was not. <laughs> and then Bear goes, hey, just heat it up and boil it. It'll be fine. And then that would taste like hot furniture polish. <laughs> it was better so raw. I, I wish we had not boiled it. I think it was definitely better raw. And I don't know. I agree. Yeah, I don't know why we boiled so much. But, um, yeah, you hit it on the head, though, Esmeralda. I, I'm curious because in my mind, too, like, I, you know, I tried to eat as much as I could. But really, in the back of your mind, I think everybody really is thinking, how much of this do I really have to eat in order to keep going? Because I know we are going back to base camp probably tomorrow. And we will get at least two or three bites of beans. And like, that makes you feel a little bit better. So it is kind of that mental game again. And do you think that that like, affected anybody besides yourself? Yeah, another thing was, you know, I thought that that would be the case where I could just not eat as many worms and I'd be good with the beans and rice. But once we got back and we did the beans and rice, I could not eat them for a second time. I don't know what it was, but I guess just like the no taste. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've ever had beans and rice with nothing on it, it tastes like absolutely nothing. There was no salt, no pepper. There was nothing. <laughs> it's like river water and beans and rice and seasoned with a little bit of dirt from the stick that we <laughs> oh started with. Yeah, we haven't brushed our teeth for days. I mean, it was disgusting. Yeah, so that didn't really help. And I was like, man, I really should have eaten more. There was, yeah, there was a lot of different variables and all that stuff, man. I mean... It's not like, okay, cool, you know, beans and rice, here we go, let's crush it. Like, I don't want to eat those beans and rice. I was miserable. My wife was miserable. And we were also picking up, like, little things off the ground that we could eat, like little flowers, and there was, like, rose hips and some other stuff. And, yeah, it tasted good at first, some of them. But, I mean, I think it was really getting to my stomach. I I just couldn't do it. Some of that stuff is harsh. Yeah, we haven't talked about the rose hips. Um, we boiled rose hips, which are, like, a little... They're kind of a little citrusy looking fruit, but they have like fiberglass on the inside that you have to like scrape out in order to eat them or it'll like burn your throat and make you itch. Wow. (laughs) That's terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How much rose hips? Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say one of the biggest things with the rose, I was sitting here and I go, this is the perfect way to lose weight because all I wanted to do was lose maybe 20 pounds and being (laughs) on this show, I said, man, if we can last four weeks, and, of course, the half a million would be great. But I'm pretty sure if I can trim up and lose 20, 25 pounds, that would be perfect. How much did you ultimately lose when you got home? Oh, no. I gave it all back in the hotel room immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. It... I mean, immediately. I lost, I lost probably seven pounds, you know, maybe ten of water weight. And I literally crushed 
everything I possibly could in three days in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are funny. I only lost probably five. So were you guys disappointed? Because we were kind of disappointed that they cut out the Spaniard route, any footage at all of anyone eating it. Yeah. Like, what did you think of the way they edited this episode? Um, there was one part, I think, when Spencer had eaten um, the Spaniard root, and something happened where he was, like, choking on it or yes. something to his throat, and we thought, oh, my gosh, he's like, is he, is he having an allergic reaction? We had no idea, and they didn't put that in there, and I was really surprised. They, but, didn't, um, they didn't put a lot of things in there, and the editing is editing, you know? I mean, you have 20 hours of footage a day that you're cutting down into, you know, an hour, but... I, was I think su- they did all right. <coughs> I think I was surprised. I think viewers probably weren't expecting you guys to go home because of the way they edited me and my mom yeah. in this episode. It was I like, it was, I, I was like I'm watching it going, home, are they going to send us home man. tonight? Like, I'm like, oh man, maybe, maybe Donna and Cannon go home. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it crossed my mind too. <laughs> I will say this, though, with the editing. I think they did a good job because, Esmeralda, you were sick in the first episode and this one, and they could have made you look like you were being a big baby, but they didn't. They just showed you being sick, and you were a trooper. I know. Thank God. There are some points on on the mountain where I was just cursed up the storm. I was crying. I was, you know, I was so miserable, and, you know, I was expecting them to show all of that, and they really didn't show too much. So I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you for saving me. <laughs> saving us a little bit of dignity. Well, thankfully, <laughs> I, I feel like their their intention so far is not to make us look bad. It's like, and, and, and I, I think I said this a lot on the last episode, but Bear said over and over, are you reacting abnormally in a normal situation, or are you acting normally in an abnormal situation? And I think that's yeah, exactly. really true. It's not like people are like crying and being exhausted by just sitting there doing nothing in a, in a situation that they're used to. You know, you're put in this element that you have no idea what's going on. You're, you know, you're in a conditions that you're not used to, and your body handles it differently. And you're emotional. You're a woman, Esmeralda. I'm a girl. Like, you know, we handle things differently. Um, and so I think you guys did a great job. And I'm really not one to like I'm not the person who works out a lot and I know I need to work on it but I went into this you know not really going to the gym not running nothing so all of a sudden putting me in a situation with like all this endurance and you know the not eating on top of that it was it was pretty hard but you know it's kind of a kick in the butt I'm like you know what now I think it's time to get my act together you know start working out you know just build a better life as far as my physical being. I mean, they downplayed the physical element to us when, mm-hmm. obviously, we were being casted for the show. They said, listen, guys, anybody can do this. It's not a big deal, but you definitely saw right away your, you know, Royce and Kyle, they were definitely some of the most fit out of all the groups, and they obviously dominated on the trail. So, right off the bat, I kind of thought that sucked, because, you know, we're not so much physically fit, and these guys are killing it, so, of course, they're going to look much better, you know? Was the experience a test for your relationship at all? Oh, oh that's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, pretty intense. I mean, once we got home, we're like, wow, you know, this is, that was a crazy experience. You know, what do we do next? I don't know. I mean, there was definitely a lot of things that, that went on, but I mean, we're a strong couple. and it made, us, it made us stronger. We knew it would make us stronger, but there was definitely those those few conversations that we had together where... I got frustrated with her because I thought that she did have more in the tank. 
But at that same time, I knew how bad she was hurting. So it's a fine line for a husband to kind of walk against. Like, can I really yell at you and tell you how mad I am? Or, or should I just say, listen, baby, you know, it's okay. You know, you, you, did, you did great. So it was, it was tough. Well, if, if you did yell at her, if you talked to her like Cannon did to her mom, I'm sure Roy, I'm sure Royce would have something to say about it. Yeah, leave it to Royce. Leave it to Royce and Kyle ever. to say something about it. He's like, is that really your spouse? <laughs> <laughs> I thought Cannon was about to pick up a rock and throw it at her mother. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. Did, did they edit that out, Cannon? <laughs> yeah, I just chunked a big they, boulder. They edited, they edited Cannon beating her mom. Oh, right. My right. No, I mean, that's, you know, that was tough love at its best. And, like, my mom's texting me right now, and she's like, do you want me to call in and tell them how I feel? <laughs> because, because I think, you know, people don't understand when you're, like, in a best friend situation, you know, sometimes you got to give tough love, and you can let somebody whine and, and pitch a fit to a certain degree, and then you either... You either have to let them drown, or if you care about them, you have to find some way to pick them up. And if, you know, coddling them and mothering them doesn't work, then you have to throw a little tough love and make them competitive and angry if that's what it takes, like Steven said. Um, thankfully, you guys didn't have to get to that point. We did. <laughs> so, um, a, few more, a few more journeys, you would have been there, trust me. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. you guys have any more questions? Oh, you guys are great, and it was a pleasure watching you guys on your journey with this entire adventure. Yeah, you're amazing. Thank you so much. What was your? Thank you, guys. I got one last question. Out of everything you did on this show, what is what is the one thing you remember for the rest of your life? Ooh. Ooh, that's a good. Man, I would say the whole thing, but to break it down, the helicopter ride. That was my first time in a helicopter, going over the most beautiful terrain I've ever seen in my entire life. So I would have to say that. All right. Okay. The helicopters were cool. The one thing that I would take is meeting a bunch of people just like us that had no idea what we were doing just like us and watching all their reactions was awesome. I mean, yeah, that, that was it. The social interaction was definitely what I would take from it. Sure, you come, you become one dysfunctional family. Yeah, well, that was, that's, this, yeah, is, like, this is a yeah, follow-up. Like, I found myself caring about these people that I never met before in my life, and I and they were going through the same exact thing that my wife and I were going through, and I loved it. I, I absolutely loved that element. Yeah, that was going to be my follow up question. Is just like I know, you know, wh- when you see the the episodes, I, nobody's really bashed anybody necessarily or thrown anybody totally under the bus. But like, if somebody had, you know, how do you think you guys would take that? Like, it, is it something where you're kind of letting things go under the bridge, or you know, do you hold grudges oh. or? I would take it personal. I mean, I would definitely take it personal. You don't have to bash people on this show. That's what I don't understand. When yeah. Bear says, who's the weakest link, it's it's nothing personal. You know, like, mm-hmm. Dominic and Esmeralda, you guys are the weakest link. That's not bashing somebody. But when you start verbally and aggressively going after them, that's unnecessary. All you got to do is say, listen, they didn't do this, and they should have. End of story. You don't have to go into these crazy details and get personal, you know? All right, so from this episode, who do you think's going home next week? Man, I have no... Well, hmm, who do you think? I'll say Spencer and Alicia. What? 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 Yeah, Spencer, Spencer and Alicia. No, because they kind of... I don't know, like, they've been flying under the radar. Not and me? they're really... What? Not me, my mom? <laughs> no, because I feel like Bear, Bear wants to see you guys grow. And the same mm. thing with Robin and Wilson. I feel like Bear 
wants to really see them go. And the other teams, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just a, a thing. After watching the first two episodes and knowing them personally, I just nothing personal. I just feel I don't know. Maybe they've been kind of flying under the radar. Maybe and, it's gonna get to Alicia pretty soon. Hmm. You think in a similar way that it got to you? Yeah. Yeah. They did probably. show her crying on, uh, I, for next week. Mine was more about physical, where I was like, you know, I was throwing up. I, everything was just wrong as far as my my uh, physical feeling. I think maybe it might be a little bit more mental for Alicia. For Alicia. She was definitely emotionally, not uh, unstable is not a good word. She was definitely emotionally vulnerable. She, you know, she got very sad at a lot of different times. And I just feel maybe it'll get to them on the next episode. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you guys for calling in. We definitely yeah, appreciate hearing your insight. Up. They're in Miami, so they're guys, staying up really late for us. So is, Miami's crazy, so <laughs> we, we stay up until 5 a.m. here. <laughs> awesome. And there are plenty of bugs to eat if you get hungry. <laughs> yeah, right. Guys, thank you. Your show's awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Bye, guys. Well, since they dabbled in predictions, we might as well go straight into that, yeah? Let's do that. Let's do it. Oh, and now, yeah. You're after Buzz TV. All right, I think Steven should go first this week because I went last week. All right, Miss Cannon says ladies first, right? <laughs> All right? Yeah, exactly. I think that Louis and Luke are going home next week. Louis and Luke? Louis and Lucky. Lucky. <laughs> Louis and Lucky. It's his nickname. Yeah. I think they're going home next week because I think we saw a little bit of it this week where them they're being a little bit conniving. Mm. And I think that's going to really like show through that people are going to get annoyed with it. Last week, of course, I said Robin and Wilson, but they almost went home this week, but I was wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's going to be those two. And yeah, I think going to high-five. Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, we want to high-five because we predicted, unfortunately. But it's a sad prediction, no, just, but we got it right. Well, we got it right, and we're, we wore red tonight. In honor. In honor of Team Red. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you say Bucky and Louie. Yeah, I think they're going home, and I think uh, probably the next people to win the, the feast bucket or whatever huh. it's called. Feast Pit. Feast Pit, that's right. It's but like, if they win the Feast Pit, they don't get to go. No, home. I don't think they're the next people. Oh. I'm saying the next people to win the Feast Pit are probably going to be, I'm going to say Royce, and I think they're going to shove it in people's faces a lot. Ooh. I could see that. Ashley, what are your thoughts? I mean, I like your spin, how, like, you know, you had mentioned Bear, well, Dominica actually had mentioned Bear wanting to see um, Robin and Wilson succeed. But this is a second episode where there's been some issues and some struggles. And as much as I don't want to see them go home, I I mean, I like your spin on, like, the conniving people. Like, I just think it's too home. obvious for Robin Wilson. Yeah. Like, the, the previews are just making us think, like, it'd be too obvious to send Here's them home. Here's the thing, though. That also pulls on your heartstrings a little bit. You get attached. You want them to succeed. And sometimes, like, it's a sad ending. So I'm... Unfortunately, I'm going to say Robin and Wilson are going home. I would have to disagree with you this week. Sorry, Ashley. Um, <laughs> I don't think... I think Dominic made a really good point. I think Robin and Wilson, and I think you and your mom, um, do have a really good storyline. And I do believe that Bear really wants you guys to succeed. So I think we'll see a little bit more life in you guys for a few more episodes. I do have to agree with um, Dominic and Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Uh, it's a tongue twister to say her name. Um, but I do think that Spencer and Alicia very well could go home next week because 
again, I think she is kind of losing it. She's cried every episode so far, and that next week, she uh, Bear even said um, on the previews that it's one of the harder journeys, and they show her crying again, and I think it might get to the point where she's like, I'm done. I, I just know. had a small epiphany, <laughs> and either either what I said is, might happen, or Robin and Wilson will be the ones that make that huge mistake, but they win the challenge and they have immunity and can't go home. Good call. Yeah. Steven, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at uh, Stephen Lemieux, S-T-P-H-E-N-L-E-M-I-E-U-X, or on Instagram at S-R Lemieux, or here doing the Graceland Twisted, Get Out Alive with Fair Grills after show this one, and the Dexter Sundays at 7 p.m. Camden? You guys can find me at Candon Bliss on Instagram and uh, Twitter. I almost said, and what's the other one? <laughs> uh, and my mom is shouting out, hello, everybody. Mama Donna OMG on Twitter. And she says, hello. And she's texting me angry messages about how they've made me look. We love you, Mama Donna. Ashley. You can find me, Ashley Michelle, at the AM Broadcast on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm James Wallington, and I'm shamelessly promoting myself. If you guys are a fan of reality television, make sure you tune in to CW's Capture Wednesday, July 31st at 9 p.m. I'm competing alongside my sister. We are the Lime Team, Team Wally, and you can find me on Twitter at James Wallington, W-A-L-L-I-N-G-T-O-N. And until next week... Reality star. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) And until next week, have a good one. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.